All right, everyone. Hey, welcome to another episode of Bubba the Hunter. Here we are at episode eight. So with your host, Robin Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Hey, you know, this one, uh, we got we got an interesting little topic here. We've had a, a series, basically, of snakehead fishing going on. We caught up with the winners of the recent High Octane Custom Baits tournament that was recently held in the Maryland, Virginia area. And uh, Ryan c- knew them from a contact with uh, what, Center Yeah, Center 5, five Outdoors. So, yeah, it's a group of guys uh, kind of out there shooting archery and snakehead fishing. And uh, they happened to put together a win. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, how about that? So some guys that are some archery archers out there, all putting putting together a big win out there. I know there was some good competition out there. I yeah, know, I think they mentioned uh, what forty two teams. I believe so, forty two teams. That's a that's a lot of people out there covering some water, catching some snakeheads over the course of that tournament. So for sure, and I, I know our own former guest, Chana Marcus, was out there. I believe he finished somewhere somewhere in the, the top ten. I believe he and the Seven River Angler Eddie Weber finished. So. uh yeah, they were along with those guys. They were in there with some good, good stiff competition out there hunting the snakes. Yeah, it's a good podcast. You know, it, there's definitely some humor in it. Um, it. Opened my eyes to a few different things, and you know, I'm not completely against snakehead fishing. So, uh, <laughs> I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You would uh, like to go down there and uh, land some, and and uh, I think I would just rather do it out of a boat. Oh, there you go. Instead of the kayak. Yeah. I tell you though, some of these guys, they really got some nice setups on the kayaks and they're, they're, they're pretty comfortable, but yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go into your, uh, your, your Bubba kayak there. You'd want to go into a nice, a nice, like an Abby pro Hobie kayak kayak that he uses. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get Abby on the show too. He's been, uh, he's been fishing a lot of smallies there. I guess you're following him on social media. I have been, yeah. And uh, my buddy, uh, Russell Johnson. Russell keeps winning tournament after tournament. Um, Those guys are putting it together. But, yeah. Yeah, they certainly have a lot of fishing stuff coming up. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Some good topics. It's that time of year. Yeah, definitely. Um, So just some admin notes from uh, following. We got the Insta block on episode seven. So just for our listeners that may not follow us on the Instagram, we went to – promote our uh, episode seven with uh, the mr eric packard which was a great episode and uh instagram decided to block it for some some reason uh, it was i put a appeal in and everything else but uh screw you instagram so that's what i have to say about that <laughs> did they ever get and, back to you on the appeal uh there was a, some appeal on there and it was it's still delayed and um, i haven't checked it since so uh you know screw instagram social media uh, you'll probably get, we'll probably get canceled from there now. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get canceled on this, this whole podcast there. <laughs> but... Blocked for putting a snakehead fishing guy. Or yeah. Fishing not guy not even general. a, yeah, not even a, and exactly. And, and, uh, you know, Eric Packard is very, uh, you know, out there for conservation of the Bay for sure. Right. And, you know, we get, we get blocked because it was politically, it falls into their politically motivated category. And what we just care about the Bay a little bit. That's the, you know, and yeah. talking about that. And I'm glad I'm tired that, because I would certainly stand on my soapbox and go off yeah. for a second. Yeah. Well, screw you, Instagram there. I said it like three or four times here. Yeah. So I tend and, to and Facebook and whatever else is out there. So I, I feel, I feel like I can say that on the Bubba the Hunter. So yeah. maybe Spotify will cancel us too, whatever. <laughs> But the, we're we're not going to be. I'm not going to be fake, and we're going to be and tell it how it is. So right. yeah. So there we are. We went to do that. We got insta blocked uh, on putting out their a promotion out on Instagram. So, uh, but yeah, moving forward. That's yeah, the we world got. We live in. Yeah, that's the world we live in for sure. So moving forward, at least with this episode here, we got to talk, have a good discussion with Chris Diggs and Jack here on, on their win in the High Octane Custom Baits uh, Snakehead Fishing Tournament that they were in, and. Uh, 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 yeah, like you said, it's a good discussion, and uh, it, it was it was nice to catch up with them finally. Right on. Hey guys, so we got uh, so Chris Diggs and Jack Hare. Thanks for coming on here, talking about a uh, snakehead tournament win that you guys just recently racked up. So uh, welcome, welcome to the Bubba Show. Oh, thank you, thank you. Appreciate letting let, let us uh, be on here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, snakehead fishing is certainly one of my uh, newfound loves for sure. Just down in, in the Blackwater area recently, uh, doing some fishing. So, uh, so how, how about you guys? How, how did you get into uh, tell us, you know about the snakehead? When did you when you got the what first bit? So mine, mine was what about two years ago, 20, yeah. 2020, right around COVID time. Um, mm. 
So I was really I think that's a lot of people. A lot of people got right around COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> right yeah, everything started right around COVID time. But yeah, go ahead, Chris. So I, I shot a lot of national tournaments in archery and uh, ended up having a shoulder injury. It kind of started getting worse and worse, the rest of the worse throughout the years. And uh, ended up going fishing with my brother and Jack one day. And I never, I didn't, it took me, what, six months to catch my first snakehead? Yeah. <laughs> it was like six months. Like I got annoyed. I was getting mad. But then it became a situation where I'm gonna catch one. Like I had, that, I was driven to, to you know accomplish that goal, and uh, it, was, it was 2021 when I called my biggest one. And after that, I think it was 30, 32 inches, 30 inches. It was my first dragon, and uh, mm. that that he was, was 32, the, wasn't he? 32. Yeah, it was 32. Yeah. That's right. You know, I'm mixed up now. Yeah, he's 32 inches, and once I caught him, that was that was it. And I've been hooked since that was last year that happened. So nice. You know, I had a similar experience. You know, I know what you mean. It just took a while. And I was like, this, uh, I got so frustrated. It was like, I'm done. You know? And then, uh, then I took my son down there. We were in a canoe and I caught one and he caught one right after me. And he, he was uh nine at the time. It was the biggest black, you know, for a nine year old to be reeling in a snakehead. It was a, it was, it was awesome. So yeah, that's cool. What about you, Jack? Um, I started, uh, it's my sixth season now. Um, my first season, I was with my dad. We were talking about it. So we, let's go up to La Plata and give her a shot. So we uh, went up in his little, he had this like little 12 foot dinghy. And we went out there with our striper baits. And there was like grass all over the place. And we tried for probably two, three seasons. We'd go out there every now and then. And we all we would catch is grass. <laughs> and then uh, I had a, a 12 foot kayak and I went out with my wife. And uh, oh, awesome. I, I launched out of, um, it's, it's Mad Woman Creek is where I, I mm-hmm. launched out of. And uh, I'm bringing a, a Guggen bait across the top of the grass, and all of a sudden, it exploded. And I caught a 27-inch snakehead. It was my first ever snakehead. And uh, I had no lip grippers, no net, nothing. So <laughs> I, I took them, and I shoved them in the center of the, the, the center hatch of the kayak. And when we got back to the, the ramp, I, I dispatched it. But uh, it, it was nuts. Like it's, That's when I was hooked. It was like, I, I have to keep doing this. And it has gotten pretty crazy since I can tell you that, that. Was like six years ago. That's pretty good. You're one of the OGs of snakehead fishing. <laughs> uh, so it sounds for what I've heard is 2012 to 13. They were in the Potomac and that's usually what we fish. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a fun ride for sure. You know, I think being uh, that you got into it six years ago, I feel, I feel like, you know, that's not that long ago, but I feel like those are the good old days. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I wonder. Did you have to worry about getting to uh, a parking spot ahead of uh, forty billion other LCDs? That, you know, in the area that are showing up. <laughs> no, uh, it, it it definitely has picked up a lot since then. Yeah, um, no doubt. So, Especially any bridge you go to, it's just it's yeah, crazy. Me, so yeah. me being the only person here that doesn't fish for snakeheads, what's it? What, so it, it's pretty crowded. Is that what you're saying? Um, I would say yeah. It's uh. You know, you got a lot of pressure from a lot of different people. Uh, you got bass boats, kayaks, and you got the bow fishermen. So th- there's always somebody looking for the snakehead, and and it's just a craze right now. It's 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 booming for sure. You know, Ryan, I if you you know still head fishing at Lake Erie right. uh, on his tribs, it's getting to the point where it's like really. That. And you know, it can just be. I love fishing for steelhead at Lake Erie, but you know, it's just it's crazy anymore. Add the bass fishermen on top of that. It's, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just that time of year where a bunch of recreational fishing's going on, and and uh, everybody's just out there doing their thing. <laughs> you kind of got to weave between everybody. Oh yeah, know? it's like um, yeah. I fished a salmon run a few times up in New York, up in the uh, Salmon River, actually, like Pulaski area. I don't know if if any of you guys ever did that. It's super no, fun. I... So the salmon spawn out of Lake Ontario mm-hmm. up into the river systems up there. I mean, big you know, 30, 35 pounders, but it's almost like a college football game. It's like the, the pro bowl. I don't know. It, it's just insane. The amount of people you will stand shoulder to shoulder, you know, there's tailgating going on. I mean, it's a great time. It's a great experience, but you know, if you're there just for the fishing, it could be uh challenging. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I, I was in Alaska recently and I saw something similar to that guys elbow to elbow and they're throwing lines out there i can only imagine you know getting hooked up on each other yeah that's what happens sure. you get hooked up with one of those big salmon you know 25 30 pound salmon and it takes off upstream i mean 
people either got to get their lines in or they just, you just cut their lines type of deal as you're reeling wow. a salmon and it's insane. Mm. It's actually back in the day, you know, you talk about being lined up um, for salmon in New York, throw snagging into that, that I'm, yeah, I remember that my dad told me about going up there and like, they actually have a season for snagging. I don't know if they still do. Can you imagine that just throwing out those big lead with hooks on it and elbow to elbow, but uh, mm. crazy. It, it hasn't got to that stupid crazy level for a snake yet but oh uh, no huh. feels like it's getting there so yeah <laughs> you know Rob, i meant to ask you this before <clears throat> i'll ask all you guys because since again i'm the uh i'm the low man on the totem pole here so there's snakehead fish right but you smell spell it all the time s-n-e-k is that the correct spelling no. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I spell it like I say it. <laughs> it's slang. Yeah. Is that how? Is that is that like a code for like everybody that fishes for snakeheads knows what you're talking about if you send a text or put a post? That might just be my pencil talkie talk. I don't know. I'm not blaming you. I'm just like I wonder me. if I've got it wrong. So okay, snake. Snack. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to look up the correct pronunciation, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I kind of like definitely snake. I like the snake better actually just gives <laughs> i like it too because when people hear snakehead they uh, instantly they they've never seen a fish at all ever just get turned on it unfortunately yeah. i think from the name but i'd like to tell people that you know they're they're horrible eating and uh you know stuff like that draw people so, away from that's what we gotta start yeah. doing yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah they are really a freaky looking fish that's for sure they're yeah. so unique man i mean yeah there's some pretty ones too i mean yeah I mean, every one was different so are there are their skins like thick or are they thin skin? Yeah, uh, they're pretty thick. Like, I could think. you make a pair of boots I mean, out of them? Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe a nice wallet. Nice wallet, <laughs> snake, snake, snake wallet. Uh, that'd be cool. I mean, it's really yeah, cool boy. camouflage. Like, I see you got a recurve hanging back there. They could, if you could get that, if that snakehead skin was thick enough to put backing on your recurve there that'd be awesome camouflage uh, uh, i mean that one's only like 35 pounds i wanted some some raffle at a tournament yeah but uh, i mean it's not the snake skin isn't really that thick it i mean it's thick but it's not thick enough to be using it for you know something that's load bearing you know like limbs or something like that right. it's definitely not that thick I kind of like where you're going with that, Ryan. No, I might i'm turning that right now snakehead pattern you know, yeah that's snakehead the next uh, real tree Snakehead yeah. camo right here, snack, and I'm going to spell it S E N K. So, right there, I just coined it. I'm going to pat you. Just it. gave that away um, to all four of our listeners. I'll no, both, yeah, all, all of them. <laughs> and two of them are on the podcast right now. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> oh, anyhow. So, so you got, we, you know, Ryan reached out. He said, Hey, I know these guys that won this tournament. You might have heard of it. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I got new, know about the high octane custom baits tournament that they had going on down here. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, channel Marcus as he is on Instagram. He was, uh, in that with, uh, with his buddy and Eddie and, um, he's a seven river angler. So, uh, he was, you know, so I, I was keeping tabs on it. And then he said, Hey, I know the winners. I was like, I didn't know you. I knew, cool. I yeah, knew we, Blake. Okay. Yeah. Well, he had a connection to you somehow. And I was like, Oh, we definitely got to get them on there. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah. So what was your, let's see, one forty six and a half. So first of all, it was a let them live tournament, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So you're taking, so my first, I love that. I'm glad it was a let them live tournament because a lot, some of them down there, you, you show up, you know, the anglers one, obviously you show up with the snake and what, you know, the snake head and all that stuff. But the biggest question I have, <laughs> getting those on a board and letting them live to get a picture. Cause I imagine, so maybe you could, you know, step us through that. Well, before you go that, how many, how many people were in this tournament? There's 42 teams, yeah. yeah 42, teams. 42 teams, so it's an 84 kayaks? Or are you all fishing out of kayaks? No, this was a was boats or kayaks. You just couldn't fish from land. You couldn't fish from land. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's pretty big. That's a, That sounds like a fairly substantial tournament, huh? Yeah, that's a good amount of people. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Okay, go ahead. I'm just trying to set the stage. I didn't know if there was just you two fishing in it and you got <laughs> first and second. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. So when you guys get, you know, get one on the line and get it in, you get it in the kayak, it's going to do the, the death, the death flop at, at some point in time. And oh, yeah. you got to get that picture taken, right? With a, with a number, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Step, step yep. through that, how that works when you <laughs> get one on. Um, so I'll, I'll go with this one. Um, so when you get it in the net, it's, 
you try not to break your gear for one. Yeah. And then <laughs> you got to fight them. Uh, so for a while there, I was I would dispatch them and harvest them. And uh, this year, I I'm trying my best to let them go uh, as much as I can. In this tournament. <laughs> not to interrupt you, but a- <laughs> so this is anti or no? I'm know. not anti at all. <laughs> not anti. It's just, a, I've never fished out of a kayak, but I watch the pictures or watch the pictures. I look at the pictures and I see the videos and it looks like one of the most complicated things in the world to do. Like, when you're it by yourself, it, yeah, it so I just have this mental picture of you fighting these fish when you say you used to dispatch them and then bring them. so like you have a 22 pistol shooting at them on the way i carry a bat with me and that's how i usually uh, you know i take care of them that way so seriously um, you do yeah i, I have a, a solid plastic black bat so you're sitting and, in your uh, kayak fishing right in one hand swinging bat, just whacking the hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this might be a great all... spectator sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It for sure is. I'm gonna but, have uh, a line. Hey, come out here with me. We'll, we'll watch some snakehead I mean, fishermen I, here. See all, all kidding aside, and I'm not today. trying to interrupt you, but I guess this is this is the humor part of it because I've never fished out of a kayak, and I've often thought I would flip that thing over trying to get a fish. There's no way. I would leave with all that gear I see you guys towed around, and it would all be at the bottom of the water somewhere. Like I'd come back with nothing. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, it's pretty wild for sure. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so um, where did I leave off? So yeah, you get them in the net, and then you have to shove the grippers in their mouth, and that's always fun, especially when you have a a dragon, which is thirty pounds or uh, I'm sorry, thirty inches, ten pounds. Um, so we caught three of them that day. So. Um, you get the lip grippers in their mouth and you have to get them out of the, the net, get them on the board. And, and usually about that time they have their second wind and they just freak out. And the lip and, uh, is a whole like element by itself. Yeah. It's, yeah. And they, they get what's called lockjaw. And like, you can't open their mouth. You just, it's like, you might, it, it's impossible. Sometimes it's insane. Have you ever been bitten? No. no. I mean, that, do, no. do people get bitten? Oh yeah, for sure. When they, when you, Get guys that are handling with their hands. Uh, even uh, Bofin, same deal. They get bit. I've seen videos of them getting bit. Um, I personally don't like my hands anywhere near their mouth, so I I use grippers. Right. <laughs> so you have to you got to net them, and then you have to somehow manage to put your fishing rod somewhere, get your lip grippers out, get those inside the net, inside the fish's mouth, get it out, <clears throat> and then what? Yep. You have to get it on the board, and then you have to take your uh, things called identifier card. You have to put it somewhere in the picture, so the identifier card um, designates what tournament you're fishing. And they only give that out like the day before the tournament begins. And uh, so you have to have that in the picture, and then you have to have it a certain. You have to have the fish a certain way as well. And at the same time, you're just waiting for that next freak out. And uh, once you get the photo, then you can. You can do away with the fish, but oh, so there's a lot of stuff that goes. They into operate solely off alive. of the photo. Yeah, you have to have like something like this. This is like oh, there you go card that we used in that tournament we won. So we had to write Slam Forty on there. We got this this identifier code the night before. So this has to be in the picture. So if you happen to if it happens to slide down, they can't say they can only read you know like that much of it. Fish doesn't count. Right. So what does that tell them? That we fished that day. In that tournament, we call it the fish during the time of the tournament. It's yeah, people can people can't cheat when you have that number. Photoshop it in. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So then, once you have the picture taken, there's no way, I guess, and I, I think I've seen. So you lay it on the board. The board has a measurement or some sort of indicator of length, and then do you weigh them? Is it by weight? Um, I normally don't weigh them, but. So the tournaments are all to, by length. Okay. I'll try to show the photos there. You know, we can put some see, of those like, up whenever we post the video if you send them to us. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, you can see that's that's all from this year. Okay. Wow. So once that's done, that, that fish is free to go. Oh, yeah. I try to immediately get the hook out and get rid of it as fast as I can to get... Let them live. Lure, yep. Well, just Let because lure, you don't uh, want to lose all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah for for the tournament i i just you know the 
the time you have the lure out, that's another chance you can miss a snakehead. You know, like I, I want to get that lure back in the water and, and start fishing again. Um, that was my whole goal for the tournament is to catch as many big fish as possible. Yeah. And the pressures of tournament fish. So wait a minute. Oh yeah. So get it right back out. Non- yeah. So when you say you, did you call it a dragon? Oh yeah. So a dragon you said is, so that is just, they turned into dragons after a certain size. <laughs> yeah. That's the, some people are trying to change that number, but the, the number that we go off of is the 30 inch or 10 pound rule. 30 or 10 pounds. So what are they trying to change it to? I think I saw like 34 and 15 pounds. Holy smokes. Which is, it's going to take forever to catch one. It's, yeah, it's starting yeah. to max out at that point in time. Nobody I, mean, I think you dragon. get the 35 inches on a snakehead, that's, you're starting that's to That's pretty big. Dragon Slayers. Yeah. Dragon Slayers. That's your team name. That's your team name. It's all interesting, that's for sure. And they're not in deep water either, right? So you're just kind of floating um, around in the shallows. Yeah, usually it's in, for me, I fish heavy grass or pads. That's usually what I stick to. Well, we've seen them in half a, half a foot of water. You know, half mm. an inch. Well, I heard they can and walk across swimming. the desert for like four days. It's <laughs> 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 been swimming a mud puddle. <laughs> you got to, these things are going to take over uh, the world. Rob wants to let them all live. <laughs> yeah, let them live. <laughs> Absolutely. Once you catch one, you come down here. You'll you'll love. I want to eat. You'll one. love. You're going to be mad whenever I. I'm, I'm when I'm like. They are delicious. Yeah, that's yeah, what you, I hear. you know, like we talked before, management, right? Just like any other game yeah. fish out there that's on the books of any state. I do know, like the idea managed. of shooting at them when you're bringing them in, though. That that's a whole other element. You know, instead of netting them, just twenty twoing them down. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sidearm. Yeah, there you go. So, <clears throat> how many fish did you guys catch in the tournament? Like in I, the tournament or in total? In total. I think we were at 24. Wow. I caught seven that day. Uh, yeah, I was at, I think, 13, 14 is, is what in I In one day? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you guys yeah. went so, a couple years without catching a fish, and now you're catching... Lots and lots of Google so, Maps. So, so last year... Last year, both Jack and I, the most we ever caught in a day was four each. Four each? This year, yeah, this year yeah. we're at 10 each plus. So is yeah. it just because you're getting better? I like to think I, that. I mean, I, I, mean, I think it's is there I, more fish when you're fishing? Or, so. um, yeah, so uh, I spent a lot of time uh, on Google Maps looking for those unpressured, you know, hard-to-get-to places. That's, that's what I look for. And uh, currently – what I, what we found is, has been working really good for us. It's very similar to hunting. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. You guys come from Pretty hunting. Soon, on X is going to come out with their underwater version. I, that's, I use on X <laughs> all the time for this. Not even going to lie. Everybody uses on X. I was going to say, how do you find a spot that nobody goes to now that on X is out there? It's, it's a it's double edged sword. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, there's hours and hours of Jack and I've spent just searching and searching and searching and collaborating, just trying to find that spot that might, Producer. Tell them about dragging your kayak through the woods last weekend. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so this past weekend, I, I found a spot I was really wanting to try. It's about a probably probably two hundred yard like hike in the woods, and it's kind of up and down a hill a little bit. So I drug my kayak there, fished for I don't know maybe two hours. And then pull the kayak right back out and went somewhere else. It's complete bust. Uh, I mean, it you know it's, so, it was rough. So <laughs> no, I've been there. We we found a spot, a buddy and my, uh, that we found a spot that it was three quarters of a mile that we uh, oh well put, pulled our kayak. So is this like so, public? Yeah, public access. Yep. It's yeah. all Everything public access. Fish. Everything we fish is public. Yep. Wow. I guess uh, how big of an area does like it, it encompass acre wise? Uh, the whole whole Potomac and. But Patuxent, that's what that's usually what we fish is the Potomac Patuxent. And they're up and down. Like where I live at is pretty pretty salty and I'm catching them down in Calvert County. So actually in St. Mary's County. <clears throat> when you enter these tournaments, do they give you a geographic area that you have to stay within, like a perimeter? Um, Chris fished more of those than I have. It's, it's, so it depends on the tournament. Like uh this this tournament we, you know, we just won the high octane custom base one. Um it was a like five state area you could fish. So anywhere within this in those five states encompasses in those five states you can fish along. It was a public launch and public property. Um, there was one of the tournaments I fished last year, uh, the KBF tournament, 
and it was only the, the Potomac. So any tributaries connected to the Potomac, you could fish. So that was your limitation. You couldn't go fish in Jersey or Delaware or anything. It had to be in the, the Potomac. Um, so that's where we were limited to. So when so I'm going somewhere there. So what do you win? It, it depends. It depends on the tournament. Like um, like KBF. I mean, it was a high dollar. I think first place won four or five grand. It was something crazy like that. Um, this one, you know, was you know like eighteen hundred bucks was first place. That's still um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So it, it depends on you know how many people compete too. You know, it's, it's based off of numbers. So the more English you have, the more the bigger the pot. So how do they know? Okay, you, you, they give you the card. You you catch a fish. You take a picture with the card. You throw the fish back. But how do they know where you're fishing? You're not work. You're not fishing in some farmer's pond that has fifty giant snakehead swimming around. It's a good point. So some it depends on tournament. Like uh, like the KBF tournament it was a G- GPS coordinated event. So when you took that picture, it, it took your GPS coordinates and posted it with the picture. Oh. And only people that was actually doing the tournament could see the geographical locations. So, like, if I went in there and, you know, looked at other anglers catch, I'm not, like, you know, finding out their spot. It's only yeah. the, the tournament director, you know, the people that actually look at the fish. So, the tournament um, director like, could actually sell the information to you guys next time. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he could. Actually, yeah, technically they could. But Man, you got to love technology, huh? That is crazy. Yeah. GPS coordinates to make sure you're not cheating. wonder if – has anybody ever been caught cheating? I'm sure. That's a whole uh, long story. <laughs> So I'm not yeah. sure he was caught cheating, but there was speculation that one of the competitors was cheating in this past tournament. Uh, no, it, no, it was last year. Previous, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so. bound to happen. I mean, there unfortunately there are cheaters everywhere. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, technology. That's amazing, uh, Rob. You probably, I mean, are more aware of that than I was. I didn't know that's how it worked, but that's pretty crazy. Yeah, you I know the iAngler app. Does I mean, stuff like that with GPS. I don't know what if uh, they specified an app that you guys had to use. Or yeah, not. it's the Chaos app, I believe. The Chaos, Fishing app. Chaos. Fishing yeah. Chaos. That's what it is. Yeah. So I mean, like, it just depends. Like I said, it just depends on the tournament. Like some tournaments, you know, it's going off of an honor system. You know, trusting mm-hmm. the anglers are not going to lie about. You know, I'm fishing. I'm not fishing private property. I mean, I'm sure every tournament has that. You know, somebody's probably going to take advantage of the situation and try to win it yeah yeah Yeah, the bigger thing would be what's preventing someone from taking a picture twice with the same uh, snakehead so that's the thing um that's i didn't even think of that so recently there was a a tournament at anglers and uh i'm not going to say any names but Mm -hmm. someone got disqualified um so and i didn't know this till recently that each snakehead has different patterns they're Mm -hmm. they're not two the same like snowflakes yeah basically (laughs) so uh the guy got disqualified because person post on facebook and then gave fish to the guy that you know uh was in the tournament and he submitted that fish and uh he got disqualified because he got caught so so say that again what did he do uh he took his buddy's fish that his buddy caught and turned it in and uh he got caught doing that because uh someone saw the two pictures and they put them together so his buddy and uh, his buddy was in the tournament as well no, I believe he was just fishing uh, separately. Okay. I think he yeah. posted something on social media is what happened. Yeah, mm. like on Facebook or and something like that. Yeah. Grip and Grim did him in. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what you get. Well, that's good. To, I mean, you know, it probably gets the word out there that they, they are paying attention and you're likely to get caught, so it's not worth doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're able to in any competition, you know, it's, it's a tough way to recover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably won't recover. Yeah, you just get blacklisted. Right. <laughs> That's the way it should be for cheating. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, these, these fish, you know, they can live in a cage for, for weeks. You know, they're air breathers. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I've heard stories of people keeping them in cages. And, uh, you know, tournament day, they go to the cage and they pull it out of the cage and submit the fish. And man, it's something that, you, just, you know. Yeah. You're raining all over my parade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a thing. And unfortunately, that's something that. You know, as tournament, snakehead tournament anglers, we have to compete against, and it's definitely a bummer. So, like the the GPS coordinates, um, and you know the identifier cards are, I think, are important in some tournaments for sure. Yeah, well, you guys keep on just doing it the right way, and obviously, it paid off for you guys, and just mm. everyone else out there. You know, it'll it'll pay off eventually. Yeah, I mean, the cream always comes comes you know yeah, to the top exactly. <clears throat> But this is yep. unfortunate that, you know, 
there's people out there that do those and kind of that whole ordeal of one bad apple ruins the barrel type of deal. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah. <clears throat> so how many dragons? You caught three dragons that day. Yep. I think uh, so. Chris caught a 33 inch snakehead. Um, I caught it was 31 and a half, and then a 31. Man. And what was your total again for the tournament? For the total the fish? Yeah, the total. Well, yeah, your total number of fish. 146.5, I believe. Yeah, okay. 140. So how many? That was five fish total. Oh, five total. Yeah. Nice. So you only entered the five biggest? Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. Oh, so. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize that it wasn't a total. You could limit it in five. As big as five, yeah. Biggest fives. And then you start calling to set the after mm -hmm. so, yeah i had cool. quite a few 20 like low 20s mid 20s and then chris he caught two 26 inch snakeheads as well and that bumped mine off the board but yeah nice it, it was definitely a good day for us so were you fishing together yeah. and like in the same you could see each other oh yeah okay yep. is that part of the roles or are you allowed to go your separate ways as a teammate team on this tournament we had to see be able to see each other we can you know be separated and fish in different areas but we had to be close by you know with visual contact yeah now, are snakeheads like other fish where, you know, they bite really well, you know, dust and dawn type of deal, or is it an all-day type thing? Um, I think they're I think they're tide-driven. Um, so they, they get used to the tides in the river, and we find that on a low outgoing low tide or low incoming tide, it's, it's the, I feel it's the best. Chris might think different. It's different fish. Like Jack and I have very different fishing styles. Um, I, I personally, I like fishing structure and, you know, airhead stuff like that grass. That, that's just my thing. Um, so really a low, low tide for me is key. It, it keeps this fish from, you know, getting all the way in the back and the cover I can't get into. So if I can, you know, fish parallel with, you know, arrowhead or something like that on low tide where they, they're kind of just sitting there on the corners of the airhead, there's no way, otherwise they're going to be able to land. That's my fishing style. Mm. No, yeah. That's a key point right there that you, you make Chris. You know, some of them not going down into the area where snakehead are. When it's high tide, they'll just uh, go way up in, way up in the phragmites, everything, way up in the junk, and it's just hard to get to. Rob and I have two completely different fishing styles as well. I like to use an egg bobber with a night crawler and like a six pack of beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong. There's a time for that too. Oh man. <laughs> You know, I'd get a little sunburn while I'm watching my egg bobber. <clears throat> there you go. Anyhow, so uh, is there a series they have? Uh, High Octane Custom Baits have a series? Not yet. Not that I know of. Well, they, they have the, the one coming up. The gauntlet? Uh, no, that's uh, Amped Outdoors, oh, which I'm... Oh, maybe yeah. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So they, there's a I series actually, somewhere that I, I saw. Yeah, the gauntlet, um, I'm actually fishing that this Saturday. Um, that's a three-part series. And I believe High Octane has their tournament on the 9th of July. All right. That's also two-part, right. two yeah. I, so walk me through, I guess, from a beginner standpoint. If I want to become a snakehead fisherman, what do I need? I, do I need a kayak rigged up like I see you guys floating around in, or can I do this <laughs> on the cheap? You can do it way cheap if you want. Really? Um, there's, there's guys that wade fish out into certain areas, and they – uh, they catch big snakehead that way. Um, you know, it just all depends on the location and, uh, you know, you can catch them on medium rods if you want. I, I preferably fish heavy rods, but. So what's um, a heavy, first, what's the weight of the rod? Is that what you're calling? Yeah. So what do you fish uh, with? Uh, uh, so like, uh, it's the, the strength of a rod. So you have like a heavy and then the action is like uh, fast or moderate. Um, so bait casters or spinning rods? You can do both. There's there's guys out there that are fishing just spin rods, and uh, they're they're actually doing pretty good. Yeah, Ryan, you could do your uh, just bait underneath the bobber. Go down and find yourself a bridge anywhere. Yeah. And uh, minnows is a big one. Bull minnows. Take a chair. Yeah, they do that. Some minnows. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my. Yes. Oh yeah. That's Bridges are covered with LCDs. You find a bridge anywhere in around Blackwater on a weekend, even during the week these days. Uh, you know, people just don't work. And they're just put a lawn chair right next to the, the guardrail going across the bridge or whatever and uh, throw it out with a bobber and minnows, even during the summertime. Now, you know, you'll find when the cool the temperatures are, you know, Jack and Chris, you guys would, could speak to that probably better. But when it's cooler temperatures like spring, maybe winter, 
that that's probably the best approach throwing out the, the bottle oh, yeah. at the minnow. But uh, yeah, you still find, find that uh, there's people covering the bridges this past weekend all around Blackwater, the spots that I went to just out there fishing with bobber minnows. Believe it or not, never fish for a snakehead on bobber minnow. Yeah, I can't do it. Never done. I can't do it. <laughs> See, and honestly, it's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, is well. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, and I'm a big hunter. You know, I hunt everything, uh, and uh, I've been around a lot of fishermen. And then I've I fished some. You know, I've never fished for snakeheads, but it's that's it's the same type of thing when you get around a group of of trout fishermen, right? And there's some trout fishermen that fish with. <clears throat> you know, bait, live bait, maggots, mealworms, you know, what have you. Then there's the power bait fishermen. But then when you get around a group of guys that tie their own flies, I don't know if you've ever have been cornered or talked to any of those guys, but man, is that a different conversation? And I mean, it is the gospel of, you know what I mean? And it's, it's yep. funny how pure art. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pure art. There's nothing about, I mean, and you're so looked down on if you do it any other Whole way. Another level how, looked down upon there. How dare you fish for a trout any other way than tying your own fly out of the neighbor's chicken rooster tail, whatever, you know, fly that. <laughs> and uh, it's just funny to me. I mean, I kind of get it, I guess, but at the same time, I, I don't like, I, I, I guess I understand it from the perspective that, at the end of the day, everybody's out there doing what they want to do, and that's have fun and fishing, right? So it's almost like, you know, whenever I've went down the road of hunting strictly with a recurve bow, and I've been around <clears throat> a ton of traditional bow hunters, you know, and they don't like the wheel guys, and you know how they're, you know, and it's like, geez, oh man, here we go, you know. But probably how I feel the same way about a crossbow sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, you and I both. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a whole other. That's a whole other topic for a podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other soapbox. <laughs> that's a whole other man. soapbox I can get up yeah. on for sure. No doubt. <laughs> but no, it's funny that it's it just takes all kinds, you know. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. Enjoy it. I mean, even like Jack and I. I mean, Jack's a hollow body, top water kind of guy. Wait a second. I, I, Explain that hollow body. Hollow body. Yep. So, um, Jack. So you got you got to remember, you're talking to like the equivalent of a kindergartner here. <laughs> so I, I picked this one up in Japan oh, last yeah. year, but uh, you can see here. So that's a nice. that's a so hollow body. Showing a real nice hollow body there. That's a probably a good what three three and a half inches there with a spinner on the back. Yeah, it's a. I don't throw this one. It's kind of special because you can tell it looks like a snakehead. Yeah. So you but, got uh, that straight from Japan? Is that what you said? Yeah, I was in Misawa, Japan when I picked this guy. I, I was in a little shop and I saw it and I was like, I, I gotta have. Oh, it. that is awesome! So <laughs> for all those, third uh, Japan for your fishing bait. Right there. You serious, Jack? <laughs> no wonder he's winning uh, tournaments yeah. there with that. So all, to all of our bubbas out there in Japan, he's uh, <laughs> we got Jack. He's coming over there and bringing these over and slaying the snakeheads on the west oh, yeah. side. So what does that imitate in Japan? No wonder we have invasive everything here. He's going to Japan. <laughs> to get stuff and Asia just everything they <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta embrace the evasiveness here oh, yeah that's right. a thing so th that bait imitates what because it doesn't um, look like a fish i've ever saw you know i i think honestly the fish doesn't it's, really i think it's a they, they it look at like it as a frog a yeah. frog or a rat or you know something yeah. this that would be on so top water yeah there so you go Chris, so Chris has Okay, so that's called a what? It's, it's just another. It's a hollow body, just that's like a body. So what? I mean, I'm assuming it. like a largemouth bass would hit that, right? Oh, oh for yeah, hundred sure. yeah. percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that goes right yeah, across so, the top. Yeah, the hollow body. Yep, it floats. It floats. So what? What pound mm -hmm. test do you run there? On that fifty pound. Fifty. Fifty. Fifty pound break. I'm running. Yeah, I'm, you guys are probably running a leader off of that then too, right? Are you, nope, you straight run, braid. You run straight braid to there, and you don't straight. find that it they uh chew, you know can chew off your braid or uh no we don't mark up the braid at all. Run nope. straight braid, straight oh. braid. A lot yeah, of guys you know. will run braid and then run a leader like a you know, oh, like, a like a steel leader. Fluoro, no, like a fluoro twenty pound, twenty five pound fluoro leader on the end. But hey, yeah, That's like that makes it easy. Just one. run the straight braid. I'm I'm surprised you get away with fluoro, honestly. Yeah, I imagine that would that would cut quickly. Yeah. But um, I mean, there's there's also um, problems with running straight braid, as Chris can tell you. I've I've broken three rods <laughs> this one this year, two last year, and uh, on hook sets and big big snakeheads and uh, like the the one I I recently broke a four. No, it was a five hundred dollar rod mm. on uh, 
Yeah. Uh, that one hurt a little bit. Well, I'm glad you uh, got a check at this last uh, high octane custom bait. Yeah, <laughs> no warranty on those. I uh, I got lucky. This one had a warranty, and I actually I stepped down in uh, rod prices. Actually, <laughs> learn your lesson. Yes, I did. <laughs> Just a minute ago, I said, "What's it take to catch these things?" You're like, "Oh, you can do it next to nothing. Don't worry about it. Well, uh, five, you, five, can. Rods, so you can. Uh, but you I got to fly to Japan to get your bait." <laughs> <laughs> if you want to win a tournament, Ryan, you got to buy a $500 rod. After you get your $500 rod and your $1,500 plane ticket to Japan, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got her. Li- that would be exactly how my, how my wife would look at it. Oh, yeah. It's nothing. I know. Because that's what I tell her everything I get into. This won't cost anything. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the extreme that. side of things. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. I like the passion. So with uh, you now, do you when you say that Jack is a certain style of fisherman and you're a different style, Chris? Now, so you don't venture over into Jack's style and vice versa. You just kind of do your thing, and that's it. What? <laughs> Jack is so, there catching like one snake at after another. Are you just like, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> there's no, I won't cross over to the dark side. So it's funny because I have crossed over. So the first year. My first snakehead ever was on a hollow body, and I didn't catch another snakehead on a hollow body for until this year. So it took two years for me to catch another one. I tried, I tried all the time. Every time I'm on Jack, I'm like almost cussing him out. Like, why? Why can't I catch them when you can? It makes no sense. I'm doing the same technique. So eventually, I figured it out on how I my style of fishing and to work it into like the top water hollow bodies like Jack does. Um, even though he that's his his passion is you know doing the top water stuff. I still fish it differently than he does. Like just the speed that he reels it in, you know, the jerks, all that, all those little things. Like I fish it completely different than Jack on top water. Hmm. So usually he does catch more fish than me though. So, <laughs> you know, that's something that, you know, I'm still working on, but my style is more of a swim bait. Okay. So this is a, this is a Stanley rivet. So you what I do hook through that and drag out yep, a five out hook, you know, just comes up as weedless. And uh, what I do, I slow roll everything. So I go real nice slow with the, you know, with the rod. It's a subsurface bait. Um, so it's just below the surface, but I can, it, for me, it just works. Like I like slow rolling stuff. The top part, you, know, you kind of got to put the pauses in there and the jerks and make it, you know, splash of that nature. Where the subsurface, I can throw it right across, you know, like I said, arrowhead and slow roll it right across that structure. And that's what works best for me. Um, with that being said, this past, two weekends ago, I ended up catching a 32 and three quarter inch snakehead on top water. The first one I ever caught is that for a dragon. So um, it, it almost it, it almost wasn't the same, right? You were just like, oh, man, I but caught it, it on Jack style. It's totally different. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. It's, it's, the thing is, like, the top water action just it's, it's just a different game. It's it's so much more fun seeing sure. that blow up in that snake and just you know they, they come out of nowhere. It's incredible. Yeah. Now I have fished for largemouth bass on top water, and I got to say, like this time of year, first of June or middle of June, when they're just blowing that top water bait, somewhat it's really fun. The ones they miss and they blow your bait, you know, three feet out of the water type oh, yeah. of deal. That's just that is an excitement for sure. So I feel like I'd probably lean that way just because I have a little bit of experience with that. Um, yeah, but that's pretty interesting that there's different styles out there. Oh yeah, right. <clears throat> Rob, how do you fish? I, I both, whatever seems to be working or, you know, I, I'll fish both. I fish those paddle tails uh, that, you know, swim baits. So I'll go out with four rods. I set up one with the swim bait, uh, at least one with a top rodder, top water, like a frog, uh, micro frogs uh, as of late. It seems like the smaller uh, has been working better. Uh, and then I still go back to my old fashioned, like double tail grub that I use for bass just because I caught my first snakehead on that. And I know it's going to work again. So I'll throw that into, <laughs> yeah, you got to have confidence in what you're throwing. Right. So, uh, you know, I'll throw that out there and, uh, then usually then a different variation of a swim bait on the other one. And, and as of, you know, so, and then sometimes depending on in spring, when I go out in a little cooler, I'll throw a minnow out on one and let it sit too. So, and then I'll let, I'll let the minnows sit off the side of the kayak. And while I'm working top, top water or whatever, oh, I can't wait, one I can't wait till you the, catch two at one time. And oh yeah, there you go. There'll <laughs> <laughs> be stuff everywhere. <laughs> oh, I, it, that happens. I don't even need to catch any fish and I got stuff all tangled up everywhere. So <laughs> I don't know how you guys do yeah. it. Do you get tangled up a lot? Oh yeah. 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 
Yeah. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times when I go to set the hook and the I pull the frog out of his mouth uh, and I go watching this little bullet go past me and getting wrapped up in my rods. Right, because you got what three or good. four rods behind you, kind of just yeah. hanging out. Minim- yeah, minimum I carry four. And, and then your net sticking up. Yeah, the net's up there too. Right. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a mess real quick, and then you're getting all upset because it happens three, four times back to back, and. Yeah, throw stuff in the water. I really feel like, and, and I don't know if you got. Do you guys have? Do you do any YouTube videos? Not yet. I feel no, like there no. there would be a market for if you had the right personality, somebody like kind of quirky and funny but serious. That if you just like hired a cameraman to follow that person around <laughs> and then just filmed all the funny stuff that happened, right? Because I know myself, like a lot of stuff happens to me, like when I'm by myself and I'm like, why am I just the only one here to experience this? Like the, the boat capsizing or, you know, whatever, you know, especially when you have young kids too involved. I know Rob, you take your son, like did, he has yeah. his own kayak. I could only imagine that there would have to be some awesome footage if you would just get enough, like, you know, Jack getting three rods tangled up, a snakehead, you know, in and out of all the rod lines and, you're trying to hold the boat still and measure it and take a picture. Your phone's in the water. <laughs> Why the hell am I doing this? There goes my yeah, $1,500 sure. bait, my $500 rod. <laughs> I had some instances like that this past weekend. So I took my son in the kayak. He's 11. Um, he's finally got his own uh, grip or so and got his first fish off himself this weekend. I didn't have to go run over to the kayak oh, awesome. and help him out. So, you know, that's, that's a big step right there. But, yeah, there's been times, that, and I limit him to just two rods. Oh, he has yeah. two rods, that's it. We're not putting no more on that kayak. Right. Uh, but, yeah, there's been moments, like, um, I, all I do is just an untangle lines for me to him, but uh, he's definitely getting better. So, yeah. <laughs> Jack and Chris, do you guys have children? You don't have children, right? No, I don't. No. Yeah, I have one. I have a son. How old? 13. Oh, okay. So you nice. know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. He's more into his video games, but I've tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But my son's 15 and he's into his video games, but he likes to, uh, he likes to fish and it is, it's quite, you gotta be, you develop a lot of patience as a, as a parent of a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of patience are learned. No doubt. Lessons for sure. But it's all worth it. No, it's definitely. Great. It, it's just awesome to see him hook onto a fish I, you know, out there and uh, it's great. Yeah. So good times I for did sure. Take, we have a little John boat and I have, I have a, my son just turned 15 and then I have a twin five. There'll be six in October. And I uh, took them the other, well, it's been a week or so ago now, just uh, in a uh, lake fishing and we caught uh, bluegills and some small bass and type of stuff, but I didn't fish at all. I was just, you know, untangling everything. Um, but Jackson caught seven fish. So he was, you know, that's all he talks about is the seven fish that he caught and how big, and his arms were tired from reeling them in. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a day right man. there. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Getting the kids out there for sure. Is there a lot Good of kids? Times. Do you, do you see a, a young crowd fishing snakeheads at all? Um, no, I, I would say honestly, no, no. Yeah. I, maybe I'd see like maybe two or three kids on, the Facebook pages, you know, they're, it's usually a member's kids going out there and doing it. Um, but that's, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Rob, so your kid might be, he might be the youngest, huh? Out there doing <laughs> that type of stuff. He's the youngest I've seen. Yeah. Certainly yeah. on the kayak himself. And this is what our third summer, third year hitting, hitting for the snakehead. So how's he yeah, doing the kayak? Uh, he does well. Yeah, I was kind of concerned, especially around Blackwater, because that's certainly some water you don't want to get out into, because I think you'll sink <laughs> about five feet or, or oh, more yeah. in the muck and mud. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not solid ground at all. So it definitely was a little worrisome at first, but uh, he's doing better. And, you know, we took him, I got him started in some lakes up in uh, Western PA to get him started first, get where I was confident enough to say, okay, you can come down with me and fish. And uh, yeah, he does well with it now. The only thing is when I want to make a long run, that makes it a little difficult. Mm. But I got a little uh, a Minn Kota uh, motor on my kayak, and so I hook him up when we want to make a long run. So that helps out. But oh, well, he's yeah, living the life. Yeah, he's living the life, though. He, <laughs> I get hook, hook him up, and then we go in a long run. He and just you back can put here. motors on him. Now you're talking my speed. Oh, yeah. Now we got oh, a oh, yeah. just... <laughs> $500 fishing rod, a $1,500 lure. And you don't want to <laughs> <the boat. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we can do this on the cheap. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. Well, you can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we currently run the uh, Torquedo 1103s, and oh, those are not. Go. Those are not cheap. Yeah, the torpedoes; those are sweet. Those are definitely made for the kayaks. I I kind of custom made uh, a mount and stuff. A buddy of mine, we kind of got the same kayak set up and got the Minkotas and uh, put them on, and it works. But yeah, yeah. the biggest expense that we had out of that is our Dakota lithium batteries. Those mm-hmm. things were five hundred bucks, but yeah. they are definitely worth it for sure. De- so definitely we- worth having a lithium battery to run with you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how we started out. We would launch from the from one of the parks and it would take us an hour and a half to get to the spot. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, we've definitely cut it down quite a bit, but yeah, this, this trolling motors, it's, it's, they're cheap, but, um, uh, it takes so long to get to the spot. Yeah. Yep. It does. Good stuff. Yeah. It's definitely been a good talk. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. Awesome. And when's your next good. tournament? Um, for me, uh, this Saturday. Oh, so I'm going to, I'm going to fish the, you only you only stick with guys that fish your style fishing. <laughs> <laughs> no outsiders. He, yeah. He's tired of carrying you, Chris. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> hey, Jack, you need you need a tournament buddy. I'll come along. <laughs> Sounds good. I might not catch the fish that Chris does, but uh, hey, I'll I'll be a good laborer. You know, lugging a kayak around for you. If you need somebody yeah, to shoot them as you're reeling in, Jack, I'm your man. There you go. <laughs> no, no, so you're fishing all serious. You're fishing a tournament this weekend. Uh, yep. Okay. So I'm going to fish the Amped Outdoors uh, Gauntlet Series. Um, looking forward to it. We actually just took on uh, a new bait company. It's Tactical Fishing Company. And uh, we actually just got – Chris showed one of the lures that we got. Um, so we're pretty excited about getting out there and, and testing them out and see if they give us another win. Heck, yeah, man. That's awesome. Good deal. So what's the, what's the name of the bait company? Tactical Fishing Company. Tactical Fishing Company. Okay. Yeah, there you PC. go. Chris showing it there. there. You go. Yeah, my lures are not in front of me. That's all right. So do you have any other sponsors? Um, we have a little sponsorship with Delaware Paddle Sports. Um, they've been pretty good to us, you know, getting us our gear. And, uh, you know, we buy our kayaks through them. And, uh, you know, just little odds and ends. Good deal. Helps with the rigging for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let us know how you work, how you make out this this weekend. Oh yeah, we'll do. Yeah, cool. That's Good awesome, deal, man. That was a great cool. one. I, I, I mean, I, I know I've not done it yet, and I, I, I just, I'm lighthearted, but uh, I think it's pretty cool. It, it sounds like a lot of fun. <clears throat> For sure, yeah. it, it's a lot of fun. I can tell. I you want to put your head in a concrete block, but it'd <laughs> 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 be very frustrating. But hey, it's it is a, it's a blast. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate it. You know, awesome. Uh, congratulations on that win. And uh, thanks, uh, Jack. Uh, you know, good luck to you this coming weekend. Appreciate it. And thank uh, you. yeah, Chris, Glad good luck we... finding a new partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. All right, guys. All right, yeah, well, was... good talking to y'all. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, good talk, guys. Good deal.